Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favourite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations and this week we're going to be looking at family with Julia Samuel MBE Um, and actually her book which I'm going to show to camera now um, every family has a story is the reason I'm feeling a bit tired today (laughs) because I've stayed up two nights in a row reading way way past my bedtime it's, it's absolutely brilliant and we'll talk about that more in depth in a minute if you don't know julia she's a leading british psychotherapist and the author of sunday time bestsellers this too shall pass and grief works during the last 30 years she's worked first for the nhs and then for private practice and she's found a patron of child bereavement uk and a vice president of the british association for counseling and psychotherapy her latest book yeah draws on a variety of families and sessions she's had with them and she analyzes common issues um, from loss to leaving home to separation to step relationships and shows us how they pass from one generation to the next it's absolutely fascinating I'm trying to work out if it appeals to the nosy neighbor in me because you get to hear about other people's families or just because you can draw on it for yourself or a bit of both I'm fascinated by my own family from you know what I didn't learn from my parents what they didn't tell me the secrets and the stories that were left unsaid um and as a parent trying to negotiate being a parent and now a grandparent so kind of knowing myself and knowing my own family is um has been incredibly important to me but also any client that has ever walked through my door in the last kind of over 30 years has always talked about their family, whether it's their family of origin, the family they're in and the family they're making. So, you know, I really believe families, when they work, are the bedrock of our lives. And when they don't work at the sort of far end of the bad spectrum, because I think families, you know, they're always... um, kind of functioning or dysfunctioning depending on what's going on externally so if you know if there's a sudden crisis somebody dies or someone loses their job or they have a health diagnosis all the kind of default lines of injury in families get played out so I don't think you're Mm. I think families are always kind of under pressure and they seek homeostasis and really it depends on their coping behaviors of how they manage those difficulties But the thing I had never seen properly written about, although there is increasing research about, was multi-generation families. So I had worked with families with parents and their kids, um, but I had never worked with a family with a grandmother, their adult daughter, and their kind of 20-year-old child. Mm. And I felt that we inherit so much of our behaviors, our beliefs, our values, our ways of being, our way, you know, everything that we learn about relationship, we learn in our childhood and gets played out in every aspect in our adulthood, in, in, in adulthood, in work, in fun, in sex, in uh, friendships, in close relationships, all of that is formed in our childhood. So, I mean, mm. To me, there isn't a subject that is more interesting, more complex, or more important. So, you know, 
I jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you've got something which is injected with vast amounts of emotion and history, things get skewed so much, don't they? Just in, in an instant. That's the thing about family relationships. I did an episode with Clover Stroud about the sister relationship, but how someone in your family can look at you in a certain way and that just triggers a whole load of things from nowhere. And often with um, families, the, there's so much history there that that even a, a current situation is actually being in, informed by a dinner time that you've had 20 years ago. And, and so, yeah, it, it's actually, we're not very often living in a very present version of ourselves in those settings, I don't think. That's so beautifully put, and, and I agree. And the, the story that came to mind was the Rossi family whose three daughters and the wife, their, their dad and her husband, had died by suicide 40 years before. And the, you know, trauma isn't adaptive. And so the trauma had played out in gut wrench and heartache through the decades, through their lives and behaviours and difficulties that they had. Although they were a very loving family, that there was a lot of kind of difficulty. And at the beginning, when the mother, who was incredibly brave, Sarah, um, was talking to us, she said, um, they said, mom, something like, you know, you always react in a particular way. And that kind of scares us. And she said, well, I raise my eyebrow. And so it's like her raised eyebrow would send shivers through three adult, you know, 45-year-old women, 40-year-old women who, you know, wow. were parents themselves. But that mm. raised eyebrow would kind of ignite, you know, many previous stories that they'd had of her shouting at them or being angry with them. And not because she didn't love them, but because she was traumatised. A lot of the work I've done on myself, I found easier to do because because I feel responsible to my children than as a as a gift to myself and it is, ends up being a byproduct of it but this is a challenging thing isn't it we know what a huge deal this is we know that as parents we are shaping our children's future but yet then you're in this this tension with the fact that unpicking generational difficulties or challenges or trauma is also as big and as terrifying and so you're left in this place where you go I'm so overwhelmed by the the premise of this that it's very easy just to plough on. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, this isn't something that you should do in one, like get a spade and start digging and, and make an enormous hole. This is a small micro step. Like begin to have conversations with the with your parents or your aunts and uncles or family from or friends of family from that generation so that in small ways in the pub you know over supper on a walk so that you inch by inch hear an expanded version of what you know for now and also to kind of begin it again in a small way it's always small steps it's never these huge um acts of 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 um, behavior that you want to change because they're impossible if you do it too big because you will always spring back like an elastic band to your kind of default mode of coping and i think interesting as you're saying it's the rupture and repair i wonder whether we find that so disarming because there wasn't as much rupture in previous generations as we're saying you just brush under carpet you keep going so our version of um, things working 
it's just never ever rupture but actually what we know is that's all happening under the surface but you know I think for my parents it'd be fair to say that they would find the idea of rupturing something in a big conversation very very difficult whereas I hope that that's the big shift we we can we can have these challenging conversations and come back from them completely and you know I mean maybe your parents are like well like my parents was that what you don't talk about isn't going to hurt you like never talk about the things that matter and always (laughs) talk about the things that literally don't matter at all Isn't that wild? And you you can end up having these conversations where you're like, what are we talking about? Because we're all feeling something so different. It's, that's a really interesting observation where you can often then feel short change because it's just like we know that what we're just going through the motions of something here. Yeah. And that that is very, it, I mean, it makes you feel like you're a bit mad or are you overreacting or... <sighs> What are you missing or what the fuck, <laughs> you know, what, what is going on? And I, and so that thing that, again, I hope comes through in the book is just naming what your perception of what you're seeing and what you're feeling is happening and doing it with the people that you care about most. Oh, I mean, yeah, well done you. It's, it's really brilliant. I mean, I've read your other books as well. But I, yeah, there's something mm-hmm. about family that is feels very untapped. Well, thank you so much. It's been um, yeah, an emo- uh, rewarding and an emotional conversation. I definitely feel like I've got this whole thing. You know, when everything you're doing begins to align to similar versions of themes coming up. Ah, like, uh, what's going on? Well, well, I'm fascinated that you spoke to me at such a significant milestone day that you're 40. You know, you can't pretend you're not a grown-up anymore. And, no, I know, it's huge. But, but reminding yourself to play and be young, it's like a wonderful spot to be in. And I've loved our conversation, Kenny. Thank you so much. Oh, so have I. It's been really, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been quite profound. I've had, yeah, three of these <laughs> profound conversations recently, which have just been like, Clemmy, whatever's happening. So, yeah, depending on what you believe in astrology, she said to me, you're you're a year and a half into a three year everything about you changing and she's like you won't recognize yourself in a year and a half but go into the cave don't be scared of the cave and sit there and you'll you'll feel yeah whoever you are in a year and a half you'll be like thank goodness for that I I would add to make ensure that you support yourself and seek support to manage that yeah yeah, she did say, because um, I was in therapy last year, did EMDR therapy, which was oh, wow. brutal. I'm, I'm a qualified EMDR therapist. Uh, yeah, and then I just... magic. Yes, I did a, I did nine months of it, and then I've had six months off because I felt like I needed to Whew, let my that's brain... A lot. Yeah, settle. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'd not spend one, one day a week crying for an hour, and now, and now probably I'm ready to go back to that place, but it just... Oh, um, wow. Not back to EMDR. I think I, I think yeah. I've dealt with the trauma. Yeah, Good yeah, you. yeah. We'll see. It's all family related, and I'm going to see all my family this weekend. So, if I can get to Monday without losing my losing my shit, <laughs> then something will have worked. Done. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Just go slow. Yeah. Remember to breathe. Time out for yourself. Yeah, that's um. So it's my actual birthday on Sunday, and I said to Ben, I'm going, my husband, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for half an hour walk in the woods, ground myself, and then I'll be, then I'll be, 
the daughter and mother that I should be on my birthday rather than being nice. not very nice. So thank you. 